Real News. Honest and fun political talk weekly on the line 90.7 FM. Welcome back everyone to Real News Uncensored. We're going to have this episode, then we're going to be off for two weeks, but we'll still provide you content though every week, so stay tuned. Hit the subscribe button to get more fun, interesting, provocative, cool content that you're not going to see anywhere else. And then after that, we'll have, I think, two more weeks, and then we'll be back on the full-fledged show, have awesome guests and all that cool stuff. So again, subscribe, stay tuned in for more. Uh, The story that's been sort of capturing the headlines today is another Twitter debacle in the eyes of the media, at least, where President Trump went after Elijah Cummings because he was criticizing the border facility places, and so he basically turned on him saying, well, since your uh, district is Baltimore, why don't you spend time fixing that up? And he called it a, quote, rat and rodent infested mess. If he spent more time in Baltimore, maybe he could help clean up this very dangerous and filthy. Uh, why is so much money sent to Elijah Cummings District when it's considered the worst run and most dangerous anywhere in the United States? Uh, I've never, I think I've been to Baltimore like once. I haven't seen all of it, but I know it's a pretty bad area. I think Camden, which is close by, is like the highest crime in the country, and I think Baltimore is up there too. I don't know how high. Uh, but I think some of us here have been to Baltimore more than me. What would you guys say about the accuracy of this tweet and, um, you know, saying it to begin with, like, if it was worth it? I mean, rat infested and filthy, I don't know if I'd use that necessarily. I'd say it's probably more crime infested than anything else. Because, like, where I used to live, you know, that we used to have a um, one of those, like, gas stations. I, th- I think it was, like, Oriole Farms or 7-Eleven or something that got robbed, like, every Sunday on the fucking dot. <laughs> like, it, it was pretty bad over there. And, right. like, it, it, really, it used to be, like, not quite as bad, but in the, within the past... You know, a couple of years after they had those, uh, I think it was Freddie Gray, the one of those protests over there. Like the, the city really went to shit because the, uh, I think it was the district attorney, she like gave the rioters a safe space to loot and destroy. Oh, and like after that, just like the cops stopped wanting to go there. I also became a no-go zone. Like, they basically created, like, a safe space to destroy the city, and after that, like, it, it's gone even further down, but, yeah, I mean, certain places are pretty dirty over there, like, I know, um, what was that, I think it was Inner Harbor, it used to be, like, really bad, but last I checked, it was doing better, and then that might be doing worse again, because people stopped giving a shit, but, yeah, it's not, it's not a good place, and, like, I know there's a lot of, like, political shit going on. Yeah, here's like, a lot of corruption. Like, there was uh, school districts in, like, Baltimore that couldn't afford to go and have heat on in the winter. And this was a couple years ago. And I think some guy from Penn State, like, a football player is, like, donating to the schools to help them afford heat. But then it's, like, you know, when you look at it, there's some of the highest, like, per-pupil spending in the country. So how in the hell are they doing so bad academically? And how are they doing so bad just, you know, with their finances where they can't afford to keep the heat on in the winter? Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a lot of crazy stuff and like if you look in maryland like you know you got on the one hand like baltimore itself which you know frankly is a kind of a shithole like city but then you get like other places like um i'm trying to again think the name of it like they have some of the highest like performing like school districts in the country you know like my cousins they lived in this place and like all the houses there they're like millions of dollars i'm trying to go and is it St. George's? So basically, I'm, I'm it's the to... rich neighborhood, and they have the rich schools, and it's a lot better there. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to go, and yeah, like, they have, you know, some of the really, really good places. Like, it's expensive to go and buy houses in Maryland, because, like, you know, one, they have, like, a rain tax over there, which I don't understand that, but, like... What? They, get... they yeah, tax like... the rain? <laughs> they tax it like based on how much rain your house can get and like the property tax are already pretty expensive now pennsylvania's got a bunch of really weird rules on property taxes like where the local government like it changes things so like at least maryland you know you get one like state income tax and you know i don't and i think just a set percentage goes to local taxes but like yeah it's um it's pretty bad over there like you know, like with all the expenses, you know, just everything they want to jack up prices on. But I don't know. It's uh, it's an interesting place. 
I don't know if I'd want it. Like, I'm glad I got out of there. There's, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of cool stuff downtown, I guess. But, like, it's just gotten worse over the years. And I remember when my aunt, she uh, she was driving down to the, like, downtown one day. And, like, this was back when the protesters were there. And she's mm, like, I remember that. And she was thinking that they had a parade going on, but you know, she didn't know what the fuck was, what was going on. There was, it was definitely not a parade. Like in Camden Yards, that's where they have the um, their baseball, the Orioles over there. Like they had to go and shut down games over that, like when there was bad protesters. And, and I remember they had one game where like no fans were in there and it was just the players playing baseball. Oh, really? I was the strangest shit, and my uh, cousin was supposed to go to that game, and he was kind of pissed. I think they gave him a refund or something, but... Was that like a lowly game? Was it like a... Oh, no, that one? was major leagues, and because of the dangers due to the protests, they shut it down. Oh, I think I might remember that, actually, but that's really weird. Now, where's our... Um, where's our football... Uh, our sports ball enthusiasts, our sports ball experts. <laughs> okay, so like, wait, wait, where are we still talking about Baltimore? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, okay. So it's so like, Cam. Okay, so Camden Yards is a beautiful part. It is, but like right outside of Camden Yards is a complete shithole. Like you, you fucking cross a couple streets, and it's just awful it's just an awful fucking place to be especially at night uh west west baltimore like the 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 part where uh elijah cummings is supposed to fucking you know take care of Mm -hmm. it's, it's a complete mess a complete mess some of those places where you have like the some of the housing out there is just run up to shit um it's just terrible. It's just terrible. Like, even even when you um, and it's been like that for quite a bit, pretty mm-hmm. much since I mean, since Elijah Cummings has been in office. Like, even with the, like you know, because you had the Freddie Gray thing with the protests and all that stuff, and and it, and and that that like that play, um, you know, you had the CVS's burning over there and shit. Like that whole place is just. Like like around that area is just one giant shit all. Don't get me wrong, and but some areas in Baltimore are pretty cool. You know, you got Inner Harbor, you've got you know, you know some some decent stuff. Some places course, downtown, yeah. some places downtown are kind of nice or whatever. But like, but man, West Baltimore, holy shit, man, do not go there at night. <laughs> you've been to Philly, right? Fuck yeah, I have. Would you say it's worse or better than Philly? It depends on what place you're talking about. Um, because I, I think it runs. I think I think the story runs itself, but like crime wise, Baltimore is worse. Wow. Okay. Crime wise, Baltimore is <laughs> worse. At some points, I, I don't know. I mean, Philly, Baltimore is terrible, but. You know, Philly is, you know, I've seen the crime rates over It's not good either. But yeah, so the volume, I'm sure that the volume, Philly has more crime via volume. But as far as crime rate, because, you know, Philadelphia is obviously the bigger city. Mm-hmm. Um, but crime rate, yeah, that would probably go to Baltimore. And and just as a correction, it wasn't St. George's County, it was Howard County. That was where my uh, cousins were. That was like the best school district in Maryland. Like they would tell me some pretty crazy shit, but like, yeah, you know, like Maryland outside of Baltimore, there's like actually a lot of really nice places. Like, you know, you have Zenimax, the people that like made Elder Scrolls. They there's a lot of really good jobs there too. They have the highest yeah. like, income. Average income in like Maryland's I think one the highest in the country. Wow. Yeah. It, it's it's always that, the cities. It's always the cities that are bad. What you have is a lot of people have yeah. jobs down DC over there too. Like there's a lot of like government related jobs because it's significant. Like it's expensive now, like depending on where you live, but it's not nearly as expensive as DC with all and like all the people that work in the NSA and like CIA stuff like that. Like you know, my one uncle did some government work and he lived in uh, Maryland, but he had to go down to DC, and a lot of people dealt with that. Yeah, personally. That would be crazy. I don't know if you're driven on the beltway, but that like makes you want to jump off a bridge. You know, it's pretty bad. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I know people that work in D.C. and a lot of them would live in Virginia because, yeah, D.C. is so expensive. So you live in Virginia, you live in Maryland. Nobody lives in D.C. Uh, except really poor people. Like, it's people think of D.C. as this glorious, beautiful city. Well, that's only when you're seeing the landmarks, you know, the White House, the Washington Monument, uh, the, the mall, that stuff. Once you go outside of that and you start seeing the city, it's kind of rough. I mean, I've heard it's gotten better recently, but it used to be really bad. Like, really, really bad. Like, everything's expensive in D.C., though, like, too. Like, oh, yeah. I would go down there for a school trip, and, like, this was back in the day. Like, you know, things weren't as expensive as they are today, but, like, still, I think it was, like, $15 to buy lunch, and it was, like, shitty cafeteria food. And I was like, fuck this, you know? Mm. That, that, was, that was crazy expensive. But, like, there's a lot of nice things in D.C., too, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, they have the light rail. My dad used to go and, like, you know, he used to go and work on some of that stuff. So there was... It, it was actually a pretty good trans. It was a pretty good transit system. Like I'll give Maryland that. Like well, uh, the light rail, it's better than anything I've really seen in uh, Pennsylvania. And the roads over there, at least they know how to maintain them. But like the cities, they're the place you want to stay away from generally. But like yeah, there's there's a lot of really cool stuff down there. It's just you kind of have to stay away from the the shit places in Baltimore, for the most part, would be one of those places to stay away from. But you know, if you ever have the chance, I visit Columbia. They got some pretty, like Columbia, Maryland, not the South American country. <laughs> well, no, go there if you want some good coke. But anyway, uh, <laughs> or, or if you're a Secret Service agent that wants to get um, a little excitement at night. Does anybody remember that scandal? Oh, yeah. that I thought that was in D.C. No, 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 no. They were going all the way down there when they were, uh, I guess, when you know presidents were visiting or something. They were you know, bringing in prostitutes and drugs and all kinds of crazy stuff. It was bad. I think D.C., like, I, I think D.C. have some weird laws with, like, just things because they technically weren't a state. And I know D.C. now, my uh, my brother has a buddy of his, and, like, they have marijuana legalized in, like, D.C., but you can't sell it, but you can, like, give it away for free. So what they have is these, like, these little like uh, things where people will go and sell like shirts for like fifty dollars or a hundred dollars. Oh. Do shit like that to go and stay like above board with that. And he goes down to DC all the time to go and buy a pot. Jesus. And he brings it back mm-hmm. up to like fucking you know, PA, which he shouldn't be doing. Like I don't know, like that whole thing. Yeah, you know, that's just kind of a whole mess. With the marijuana or the loopholes with that. Oh no! With like the loopholes with that, like they yeah. can do that, but they can't sell it. That, that doesn't make any sense. I don't get it either, because like either it's illegal or it's not. It's decriminalized or it's not. Like it's almost like there. It's like one and the other, or like one but not the other. Well, yeah. No, the current system with that's all kind of jacked up too, because you end up having people who legitimately need it, and they can't. Like, they have to go and choose if they want their Second Amendment rights or if they want to, like, get treatment. Mm. But, you know, if you want to get, like, heroin, basically, you can get, like, Oxycontin and all this other Adderall. shit. Adderall. If you want that. You, you can still keep your guns, but, like, you know, if you want to you know, have medical marijuana for, like, PTSD or whatever the hell they, they prescribe it for, you know, you're giving up your right to protect yourself. So, you know, that's the one thing I do wish Trump will kind of hit on a little bit more. Hey, my. But speaking of protection, Supreme Court rule just last night made me excited, jump up and down, and happy as I've been in a long time <laughs> that in a 5-4 to four decision that Trump can use the $2.5 million allocated from the Pentagon funds to fund the border wall. So this was like came from the shutdown where he used his um, emergency uh, powers to allocate this money that was allocated for like construction and some other stuff with the pentagon so he uh, allocated to the border wall now what is this giving us this is giving us a hundred miles of brand new spanking wall and a hundred miles of repaired wall so parts where it's like falling apart and people can get through easily so you have 200 miles of brand spanking new beautiful protected border and this this was a, like I said, I was really happy to see this news. Um, 
I, I, it's not, I mean, it's making waves, but I think this is a bigger deal than people realize. This is a big, major uh, development. Because the wall's kind of been stonewalled for so long, and this is actually going to make significant progress. I don't know how long that border is. I'd have to fact check that. But, you know, obviously the whole thing isn't going to be covered. But this is a huge, huge moment. I think it's getting totally, um, it's kind of almost flying under the radar a bit, more than it should be. Now, this is a really good thing to happen. Like, they've been trying to make it so it's impossible to go put a border wall, and they want a border fence, and, like, you know, finally, big victory for this. So hopefully, gets this stuff done. You know, he starts on that stuff real quick. Yeah, yeah, I think you, I think you will now. Now he's got the green light. And yeah, they the the border, uh, the border is a little less than two thousand miles. Yeah, and a so lot between... of that is also you know just emptiness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Emptiness and like there's certain certain terrains that really are kind of unwallable mm -hmm. but uh uh yeah i, I mean a hundred a hundred miles it's like yeah that's a that's a pretty good debt i'm not sure how much uh walls already been built so like um because i because i know construction did start a while ago right yeah there was like repairs happening and like little extensions like it was kind of like he was doing what he could within his powers but to build brand spanking new hadn't really happened yet, but it had been like repairs. Yeah. You know, that's that's gonna be nice. And I'm pretty sure the Democrats are upset about that. And they're also probably upset about a couple other things that happened recently. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna get into those things too, because this week, overall. I think it's been the best week for President Trump in a long time. You had, starting off on Wednesday, I think it was, um, Mueller bombed. He did terrible to his testimony. It was so bad, he didn't know what he was talking about, that even a lot of lefties were saying it was bad. That's how bad it was. And then Boris Johnson was elected Prime Minister of Britain. I think it actually happened right before Mueller. So now we have a Brexiteer, British Trump, essentially, in Britain, working with us, we already got trade deals in the work with Trump. You know, things are already starting to get better there. And then to cap the week off, at the very end of the week, boom, we have the wall approved by the Supreme Court. This is literally his best week ever. The Russia hoax is gone. The wall is going up. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. So what's uh, this Boris Johnson? What's his sort of, like, shtick? Well... If you have seen his appearances on Top Gear, um, he used to be the mayor of London, and he's a conservative. He's a very fun, cool guy. Love him. He seems like a decent guy. Seems like a totally authentic guy. He's been a elected prime minister, and his big thing is to deliver Brexit, to pull us out, uh, us pull Britain out of the EU. I think by August thirty first is the deadline, or something like that. So he's gonna pull them out, and. He's also going to be working on trade deals with Trump, a bunch of other stuff. He's 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 pretty solid as as conservative as Britain can get. He's pretty solid, and I think he's I think he's going to be fantastic. On him, yeah, I've seen some interesting things. Like apparently, it's also on saying that he was vegan or something. I don't know if that's true, but I saw some stuff floating around there. Yeah, I don't know if that's true either. But that'd be funny. I don't know. I don't know if I could trust the vegans. He used to be like really cool and was into like fox hunting and stuff. And then I was like, oh yeah, I try to be, I try like not eat meat as much anymore. It's like, dude, I can't stand vegans. Like unless you have like a like if unless you have a serious like condition that prevents you from eating meat or like you're doing it as a form of like self sacrifice and you keep it to your fucking self. Yeah. I don't see the point. A lot of these people, they're like communists and climate change alarmists. These like vegans. And they always bring it up like, I know if there's a vegan, oh, they'll tell you. Mm -hmm. Like bicyclists or like, I don't know, like a climate change, like per, like one of those like green hippies. It's like, oh, well, see, I make everything out of like grass and like trees. And, you know, I go and don't bathe except for the rainwater and I make <laughs> soap. I ride my bike like, to work every day. Well, see, that's just stupid. Like, I see this all the time. Like, that would piss me off. Because, like, you know, 
you'd have to live like really close to work and I don't because I don't want to spend like an extra thousand dollars per month on like housing. But mm. like you know, that's you know, a lot of these like bicyclists they're they're just like insufferable. And, oh like, I know. Like let's like how's that even work? Like I saw a news article, like someone decided to go and uh like start riding their bike like they sold their car and they just take Ubers and they ride their bike to work and shit. It's just like how do you go and pick up groceries? Like, like, let's say if you don't live at, like, downtown, like, you know, stuff like that, it's going to be a pain in the ass. Like, you have to all carry it yourself. Like, you have to go and make multiple trips to the to the grocery store, like, when you want to pick up a week's worth of groceries. Unless you, like, if, if it's just yourself who is living there, you might be able to pull that off. But, like, you know, like, I've seen bicycles with these, like, little, like, basically storage compartments. And I guess you might be able to do that, but your bicycle is going to look, like, you know, retarded. Well, you could just, I, I'd imagine it's like, you know, like the little baskets they have in the front of them. Like I've seen just one. Like stack it up all over that. I had like, you know, it's like multiple baskets. It's like a huge basket. So it's basically a tricycle. And I was like, dude, you look like you're riding that. You're you're not going to be getting any uh, positive attention for it. <laughs> I look like you're, my other ride's a short bus. Well, imagine the weight, too, because now you have to now pedal the weight of your body, but you have to pedal the weight of all those groceries and all that stuff. Yeah, and, like, let's say that there's, like, frozen shit in there. If it takes, like, an hour or two to get home, like, you know, it's going to be, uh, you're going to have to, like, get a, fr- like, a freezer bag and load up with ice every time you go to pick up food. It's going to make you, like, it's going to limit how much shit you can buy as well. It just seems like... It's it works if you live like downtown in the city where you can like literally walk five minutes to the grocery store. But if you don't live in that scenario, you're gonna have a problem. Well, yeah, it's only I know this is a ve- well. See, here's the thing about veganism. You know, it's always the quote unquote privileged elitists that are vegans or can be vegan. Nobody else can do it except them. So it becomes sort of a class thing. Like, oh, I'm better than you because I'm a vegan. Yeah, and it's it's an exp- it's a time consuming thing too. And I had a, um, I had a professor at Penn State who used to be vegan. And he stopped because like, you're gonna plan out all your meals like clockwork, and if you fuck one thing up, you know you might end up not getting um, all your nutrients. And I think even then he had to go and take some sort of vitamin supplement because plants they produce a lot of shit, but there's certain things like certain chemicals they do not produce, mm-hmm. and that gave him some uh, issues. And it's just not healthy. It's not. Because I think you miss out on a lot of protein. Yeah, like they yet the like you can get a lot of proteins, but like from plants and stuff. But every plant, like the proteins, there's like so many different varieties. You got like I don't know if it was like B12 or like pro, like whatever the fuck it is. Like they have like 20 different proteins you need to get, and like most plants have like a couple of them. So you're gonna have to like just mix and match, and it's it becomes a second job just to go and like not die. And it's like, why are you doing this to yourself when you get all the protein you need for, like, a piece of chicken? Yeah, exactly. And it tastes better. Want, well, now they want to get this, like, super special, like, you know, like, lab-grown chicken. And they're like, oh, well, this is ethical meat. You know, this meat, this hamburger was grown in a laboratory. Like, dude, that's, that's, that's you know, you want to say that you're this, like, green person, but now you're, like, eating, like, lab-grown meat. You know, you want to stay, you, you say that you want to stay away from all these, like, synthetic foods but now you're getting like meat grown from a fucking lab oh, that's God. probably gonna cost you 10 times like probably like 50 dollars for like a fucking hamburger or however much it's gonna be versus um, just buy like a pound of ground beef for like two bucks we know these people too they're like radically anti-gmos too they think it's like the worst thing in the world gmos you know genetically modified um what's the term Organ- organisms i think it's called organisms yeah <laughs> no. um, or that yeah, or that a gen- genetic- genetically modified organism, and I, I, somebody who was an ex-vegan for a little bit and saw the light told me that you know GMOs are literally nothing. All our food is that way, and it's been that way for a long time. Where they just change a little bit of the DNA structure, they sort of tweak it to make it you know like corn bigger than it normally is. There's That's nothing terrible bad. about it. And it's already like the you know it's already been set in. There's nothing wrong with it. We have, like, if you go and look in history, like, what corn originally came from looks nothing like what we have today. Exactly. That's, that was, that's a perfect example of what GMOs do. 
like I don't know why people make such a big deal. I mean, there's some things they'd be really careful about, like when you start like actually because there are different types of uh, gene modification where they'll like you know like Roundup Ready stuff where they physically alter the DNA of the plant and they go and make it so that it has like the genes of a fucking jellyfish mm-hmm. or like the, like some like a fucking tomato or something. And you can start getting into really crazy shit there, but for the vast majority of things, GMOs are just fine. Yeah, it's like literally all our food has been GMO. It's you do it all the time, I'm realizing, but these people just want virtue signal that oh, I'm better than you. Look at um, dogs like pugs or GMOs, and they're like the bad type of GMOs are useless animals. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, like, like look at a pug. Like it's miserable. It does nothing. It can't run. I don't think you can really have sex too easily because it's <laughs> He's so dysmorphic. Like, they look it's made- so depressed and sad. I'm like, and the people are like, oh, they're cute. I'm like, no, they're ugly. Thing with British Bulldogs. So if you go and look in history, like the actual, the original British Bulldog was like pretty much like a pit bull today. Looks slightly different, but now the British Bulldog is this like, you know, small creature that can barely breathe and it farts all the time. <laughs> that's what you get it's like what's what's the point of this like this is this is this represents england actually it used to be this like badass thing and now it's like you know it's also one of those dogs i think needs to have sex and doesn't breed right it's like i'm just picturing like if you ever seen robot chicken like that asthmatic nerd dude Mm. like my picture needs to be like a chad the chad bulldog versus uh, the cock bulldog <laughs> Somebody should make that meme for us in the comments. <laughs> um, but is there anything else you guys have about Boris? I know Phil, you were pretty happy to see that. I was, yeah, I was pretty happy. It was, uh, uh, I, I like, I like when people elect people that are not of the norm yeah me too <laughs> and boris boris is definitely not of the norm um <laughs> uh, so yeah i i just i mean do i think that he, that he could make a change i'm leaning probably towards the no because the parliament really has its claws deep into the what's going on over there but like but it at the very least it'll be fun to watch well do you think he can deliver brexit I don't know if the I don't know if Parliament will allow it. Like mm. I mean, I I think uh, they're they're gonna Parliament's gonna resist it at all costs. Well, there's a lot of I believe it's, it's such a weird system. Um, so I well I could be saying it's completely wrong, but I remember in the last election, the Brexit Party like won big. So I would think they have a pretty big hold in Parliament. Am I wrong? Well, it's that's kind of a deceptive thing because while, while yes, the the Brexit party did gain, um, there's still a lot of there's still between the liberals like the Labour Party yeah. and the, you know, there's and and the conservatives that were not pro Brexit, like they're they I think they still have enough to maintain Brexit or to to stay in brexit or reject any brexit legislation mm. of any kind so yeah it, i mean i could be wrong but yeah that's that's kind of what it looks like because i know brexit party kind of made their own party to sep- separate um really from like conservative stuff you know and yeah I, I mean, I mean, well, they, why, they, why did what's Brexit, up? Why Brexit skip like split from UKIP? I don't. Know. Not everybody. Not everybody was cool with Brexit. Not every. Not not every. Not every UKIP was. Well, I think that, on board. Well, and I well think also not like, everybody was cool with UKIP. Keep that in mind. I think it was more of a right. rebranding effort. Because mm-hmm. this is it's a little bit of both. It's yeah. a little bit of both. Yeah, because the Brexit party is founded and led by Nigel Farage, who was mm-hmm. UKIP. Um, mm-hmm. And it says the party, the Brexit party, has 29 members of the European Parliament and four Welsh Assembly members. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that stacks up against the others, but 29 out of the 73 seats. 
That's how much they have. Someone told me that it's because Sargon joined uh, UKIP and people got offended. I there's I don't know to be I don't know actually, it was over Tommy Robinson I think I think. Pussies. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but I think Farage didn't like Tommy Robinson for some reason, and that's why he left. I could be totally wrong, but I think I remember hearing that from Sargon or somebody else. I don't remember to be honest, but then. Then that's when like Milo, Sargon, Count Dankula, Paul Joseph Watson join UKIP. If, if Farage is that much of a cuck, I lost all respect for that man. Yeah, um, I'll look it up right now, but like it, I know he... Like a bunch of bitches, like, I don't know, they're like, oh, this guy's offensive, I don't like Tommy Robinson, he's okay with, you know, he doesn't like when people get raped, like, dude, if, if Farage says that, I hope he eats a bag of dicks. <laughs> I wouldn't be happy if he was. They're so cucked. I hope World War Three happens. Then you know, just let Germany take them this time. Be like, okay, you know, you can't hold yourself up anymore. All the good people died. You know, just go and be your own. You know, do your own thing with them. Well, I, I, I do believe. I do. I, I do believe. I said this in a previous show that England is probably the last country we should model ourselves off. Like, as far as America goes, like, look, you look at, you look at since the, since the British empire, right? They have lost everything valuable that they, that was a part of that British empire. They lost what India, Hong Kong, America, they're probably going to lose, they're probably going to lose Canada and Australia here. Uh, They're barely, yeah. They're, they're they're barely keeping a hold of Scotland, right? Mm. They they lost Ireland. Um, losing Northern Ireland too. Northern Ireland, sorry, yeah. Um, they hell they don't even own half of their own fucking Premier League team, <laughs> right? <laughs> they're owned by foreigners, right? Look at their cars. Like, what do they even have that's like any that that they actually make anymore? I think it's only Aston. I think that's it. Like, it's just these like rare like it's like luxury and like super sports cars like nothing that people actually drive it's all owned by like bmw or like tata like yeah. the, like that's pretty sad when your your ex-colony like owns <laughs> it. i mean because you know, yeah, india owns land rover well i mean technically I, I think like doesn't chevy own opal or whatever too but i don't know if that's really a british car made uh does opal even make cars opal's german is it German? Well, I thought it's a. I thought Opel was like. It's part owned by of, the French. It's German, but owned by the French. I thought it was a subsidiary of Chevy. Um, it says yeah. Opel sold vehicles in the United Kingdom under the Vauxhall brand. Um, but Chevy is basically our version well, of Vauxhall, I think. Well, what about? Well, what about Jaguar Land Rover? Yeah. <laughs> That's owned by Tata. Owned by the Indians. Is it? Owned by a fucking yeah. like by a company that sounds like titties. <laughs> yeah, I, I, my car's a Tata. Like, dude, you get your translation right. Like, yeah, that's okay. Like, I'm probably built like an Indian car, like manufacturing, like you know, like Kaka or something. Like, Cox. Oh my or god. Baba. Like these like Wienermobile cars, like some funny shit. <laughs> Yeah, we had we had ta- we had uh, we had some Tatas in uh, uh, Afghanistan. Like they're like the most the stripped down car, like the most stripped down fucking things you've ever seen. Oh, God, really? they, they really were pieces of shit. Like <laughs> that, wow, I mean, well, what were you? What I mean, were I mean, they though? Better. I mean, it was they were like um, it looked like they were like modeled like like they were of Land Rover shape mm-hmm. but like but they had nothing in them like n- nothing but a fucking a motor and bucket seats and that is fucking it <laughs> probably like, reliability because those fucking land rivers I, I just saw like oh they, they're terrible for liability yeah they had, a, I mean, they had a, like an uber driver that was driving or maybe it's a lift out no he was driving a land rover and then the fucking steering wheel falls off in the middle of the drive <laughs> And the guy's like, "Fuck this! I'm jumping out yeah. of it." <laughs> I mean, they were they were gloriously terrible pieces of shit. I mean, it was bad. Yeah, uh, and then the U.S. military was using them. 
the uh, the army was using them. The air, the I, I got a well. Uh, I know that the army had those, and I think the air shit. I think the air force had fucking Chevys, which I was fucking envious of because they had actual um, air conditioning, legit air conditioning, and fucking. <laughs> radios and shit like they had radios like they wow, had radio stations radio. Like, yeah like yeah but yeah but like when you're over there that's like fucking that's a big fucking deal yeah i know i know yeah yeah that's like better than jack shit like i don't know what the fuck was going on like i guess i guess you know the army is the army but i mean yeah, I, that that's my only with Tata, like with mm. Tata Motors. That's probably the that's like the only my only other than, you know, I mean obviously the Land Rovers are pretty nice and the Jaguars are pretty nice. But like ugh, I didn't know like, that. But that's interesting that we're using Indian equipment. I mean, god, that surprises me. Well, Indian owned Indian owned shit, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I wonder where it's actually made, but um, in the military, we could afford to buy like American or at least like decent cars. Oh, our budget's so big, we should be able to now. Well, so. most of that budget's going toward the awesome shit, which goes like a lot of it goes into the Air Force because, like, which makes sense because you know the F 35s are like a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of the cool, the mil, the cool shit in the military is goes to the air like the air force and a lot of the planes and shit like you know it's not like the army like i think how they how i saw one report like when i saw like the defense the defense budget Mm -hmm. it's it's usually it's usually like it's sliced up i get into almost equal parts but like the army size wise is larger than the air force so naturally the air force has like more money to work with per soldier or per you know unit or than the army does so that makes sense to some degree yeah um to correct something we were talking about just a second ago farage left ukip because he got brexit so he was done but he did say later in 2018, he said that he was, quote, appalled by UKIP's decision to appoint Tommy Robson as an advisor, and then he vowed to bring down its leader, Gerard Batten. I, I don't get why he doesn't like Tommy. I mean, he believes in what he believes, pretty much. Like, what what's... Tommy's not even... People think he's, like, an extremist. If you listen to what the guy says, he is not. He's actually... You know, maybe he's a little bit more radical from an American perspective, but in Britain, it it's a totally different context. So he, what he's you know advocating for isn't that crazy or radical. It's actually just it would be I would say like you know a little bit more than moderate. It's the kind of it's strong, it's tough, but it's not radical. It's, I don't know. He's probably been cucked by all his like they're like oh you don't like Islam, you know you're. You're like super evil in England because that's like half of our country now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why Farage would say that other than political reasons. You know, if he's trying to get, you know, just a better image. I mean, I don't know. Because the people that support Nigel, I would think, would love Tommy. Am I wrong? Mm. Probably true for a lot of them, but then you get all these like, their version of cockservative is like even more cockservative. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't really trust Britain anymore. Like even their quote unquote base politicians are like they're pretty innocuous. Yeah, I know. There are much more like yeah, like even their conservative party isn't as conservative as our conservative party. That's one thing people kind of don't understand in America here. But you know like Poland and Austria, they're starting to get shit done. They actually have real like conservative parties that like you know, are actually conservative parties, not like the UK or even the US in some ways. Mm. Like there's some like base people out there that'll go like beat up communists. Oh my god. 
They actually have communists in those countries. Um, they're kind of rare. Like, uh, like in uh, Poland, I don't think you can have like full-on communist shit, but you get socialists out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very different in Europe. Like Antifa, for example, it's like a massive presence there, like thousands and thousands of people. And in America, it's more like, you know, not as small, but in in Europe, it's huge. It's really weird. Um, but I don't think we're gonna have much talk about this one topic. But I know the media talk about uh, tirelessly the whole Mueller testimony. Did you guys watch any of it at all? The who? The Mueller testimony. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, uh, tell me what, what basically happened. Literally nothing. It's, I mean, he bombed. He everything. Every answer he said was, "I don't know," or "quote It's not in my purview to answer that," because he wouldn't talk about the steel dossier. He wouldn't talk about any of that stuff. He just and he even said he didn't know things that were in his own report, and they would bring it up to him. They'd be like, "They'd be like, oh yeah, but you talked about us in your report," and he'd be like, "Uh, you know, it was so bad." It was, you know. Really to come. What was that? I don't think he really wanted to go there. I don't think so either. I don't think he knew anything about what he was talking about. Yeah, I think that the Democrats probably like were like, "Oh, we're gonna force him to speak, and that'll make him like really be happy." And then he's just like, "Fuck you guys, I'm done." Well, I think it was very absentee management. Wasn't really involved much. He was just a figurehead. It was just there, asleep at the wheel. I mean, I've dealt with that type of management. I know what it looks like. Like, he already, I mean, you know, say what you will, but he already did what he was, like, put on to do. And you know, after the investigation, he's done. So, like, the fact that they're doing this to him now, it's like, you know, you think that the Democrats would at least get someone on there who, like, knows what they're talking about. You know, this, like, you don't just go and hire, like, an expert to go to come to you without, like, consulting them first. Because he even said over there, hey, I can't testify on this. Like back when the initial report was done, I can only give my recommendations. And now it's just like he's making him testify before Congress. He subpoenaed him. It's just like fuck you. Yeah, it's it's very, very weird. The whole thing. I, I really think they hyped it up so much. They put so much uh, eggs in one basket. They put so much like faith in him, and so that when he, you know, bombed, when he, you know, just totally went against their expectations they were like in shock disappointment disarray so it's just another big win for trump it's another huge win the guy probably didn't even write his own report is what i'm guessing that's what i'm hearing from other people is that he didn't write his own report and he wasn't really involved with this investigation much so i mean i think this is a big you know, I, th- I don't want to say that it's totally done, this whole Russiagate saga, because they're never going to stop talking about it, but I think this is a big chapter closed and done. I don't think there's anything more that's going to be able to come out from that now. Like, they aren't going to be able to have any sort of substantive shit based on the Russiagate scandal. Like, based on what came up over here, they're kind of, you know, they might still try to do some stuff, but in all honesty, nothing's going to happen at this point. Not that ever was, but like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's not much for to cover there. I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's just talk about ad nauseum. And it's like nothing comes of it. Still, as as Trump really? says, he's like the Democrats had nothing. Now they have less than nothing. Do you remember like when they had all this like stuff like they were saying Christmas carols about like the Mueller reports? I saw that. That was so cringy. Like someone had like a tattoo of like Robert Mueller on him. I'm just like, what fucking retard? They'll get tattoos of anything, and then like ten years from now, I think, hey mommy, what's that tattoo? It's like, oh, I was a dumb kid. And I got some. You know, it's Robert Mueller. Like who the who's that? It's, it's he fought the Orange Man. He's the Orange Man. He's number forty-five. When you're president, don't call him that, Sally. If he doesn't, if he doesn't kill himself before the before he has children, I'm sure that story will be fabulous. Like, are you fucking, like, like people regret get, people regret even getting tattoos of like X's on their fucking body and oh, shit. Oh God. Like, you know, you're gonna get like yo. Imagine having some old dude fucking tattooed on your body. Like what? See, I was that just... makes you look like a creepy piece of shit. <laughs> people 
people and like they'll get tattoos like on their face that says like fuck Trump and then they go and we're like, hey, I can't find a job anymore. <laughs> I wonder I think why. That there should be like a fucking ban on getting face tattoos. Yo. Like, I think that would be a smart thing. How about we like, just ban them all? Well, I think for face tattoos, like people get tattoos on their ass cheek, you know, give people like if you ever seen like a thought. Get like a tramp stamp. <laughs> like it gives you something to look at, you know, while you're fucking them. But like, you know, a tattoo on the face. I wouldn't that, know, but okay. <laughs> all that a tattoo on the face does is it gives people more like, you know, it makes it so they can't get jobs. Like I think facial tattoos should it increases be banned, the like, unemployment. Unless you have, <laughs> unless you have a uh, like a medical condition or something, like where there's like a giant like mole on your face or something, or like you have mm-hmm. facial scars. Like I think you should be you'd have to get like doctor's permission to get facial tattoos <laughs> or like you know certain tattoos like elsewhere in your body that like are visible pretty much everywhere and like nothing vulgar on the face neck or uh, hands like you can't have like a giant dick on your fucking hand and then you go and shake your you know you're going for a job interview and you shake the boss's hand he sees like there's a giant like slimy cock going to like trump's mouth He's, like, <laughs> so are you going against the whole my body my choice um philosophy here yeah, because they got, they're going to end up on welfare. You know, if they can't, they're not going to find a job because none in the right mind's going to hire some dude with like a naked lady on their forehead or like vulgarity on their forehead or like gang shit on their like hands. You know, there's just so much disgusting stuff. If you want to get tattooed on your ass cheeks or like on your chest, you know, that's one thing. Yeah, you know, I, I don't mind. Like, I really don't mind tattoos that actually like mean something. Like, I, I've seen people like who serve in the military; they'll get like a dog tag tattoo to them, so that like, you know, if their body ever shows up somewhere, they'll be able to identify them. And I've seen people with like tattoos of like a dead child or something on, the f- on themselves. Like, it'd be like a tattoo of their like dead baby's footprint when they were aborted like, fetus. Okay, see if you. Yeah, I think that's actually encouraged you have an abortion. Like, oh my god! It's gonna be like some scarlet letter shit. <laughs> see, here's the thing. At I least think... in scarlet letter, like the mother tried to raise the kid. You know, I, I have no respect for that. In this, it's just like, oh fuck the kid. I'm just gonna go and tattoo myself, and you know, I'm just gonna go and throw this baby in the dumpster. Uh, see. I think only military people should be getting tattoos. I think civilians should never get them. They're ugly. They're graffiti. They're disgusting. They don't make you look better. They're just, ugh. I, I mean, maybe I'm trad. On, this is probably my most trad issue. I think that civil. No, I don't. No, I don't like the idea that like military can do shit that like you know the regular people can't. I, I don't like that concept. I think there are. They certain can tattoos. shoot and murder people, but we can't. Oh yeah, you can. You can shoot murder people. They just have to, like, do something to you first. No, it's self-defense. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I I know, I don't like sort of that, so giving them extra privilege like that either, but as a, I would say as a societal rule, like, that's what it used to be. Like, I think it should stay that way. Like, prisoners, too. I think prisoners should, you know, if you, like... Oh, yeah, the tag them with, like, a number, yeah. Okay, so prisoners and military, only people that should be getting them. I don't know, like, I think certain people, you know, if you have something, like, if it's something significantly, if it actually, like, matters, like, I don't, I don't care what it is, if, it, if you have something that actually matters and it's not just some, like, bullshit, like, I was at Cancun and I got drunk and fucked three guys in the hotel lobby and I got their names tattooed on my ass cheek where they, you know, shoved their cock in. Yeah, you know, if it's, like, an actual, like, legitimate tattoo, I don't care. If it's like something that matters, like a lost loved one, like something in memory of this, you know, that's another, that's, that's one thing. But if you get like a stupid tattoo, like you get some anime character tattoo or like <laughs> you get some genitalia tattoos and it's like, like uh, Homer Simpson's mouth on your pussy. <laughs> I've seen that before where like, it, it looks disgusting. It's like Homer Simpson's mouth and then it's like where the vagina opens and then like, Someone did like some really disgusting one where it's like an anime like like child on their like vagina so it looks like you're fucking this for your fucking like 
your fucking pedophile, basically. <laughs> one time, one time when I was in college, I got I got a tattoo that says cocksock right above my asshole. <laughs> yeah, or like they'll get like some random like giant like Chinese or Japanese fucking like. Oh yeah, that stuff is so stupid. It means something completely different, and the tattoo artist is like, <laughs> they go and put on like dumbass or like Japanese or something. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, tattoo. I would consider doing that if I was the artist. I would do that because, like, look, I bet these people to pick them out don't know what the symbol means, and even if they do, nobody else knows what it means, and they're just like, "Oh, look at me! I'm so cultured. I have a a Chinese letter on me. It just looks disgusting." Uh, it just makes like you know, you talk about fucking cultural appropriations, like you know, yo. You know, call it, I don't care if it's cultural appropriation, I don't think that exists, but, like, you know, the people that bitch about this are the same people with, like, fucking Chinese tattoos on their butt cheeks and, like, dreads on their crotch as well, you know, which I've, you know, that, that exists, people can get, like, lady dreads on their lady parts, if you let it grow out long enough. Oh, man, I don't know how to transition to our next topic after that. But <laughs> um, speaking of Russia and speaking of ugly things, I guess we could say, um, at the TPSA um, Teen Student Action Summit, um, when President Trump came to speak, which was the first time he ever spoke at a Turning Point Conference, it was a really big deal, really cool. A, I guess we could say disgruntled aide, uh changed the seal that was on the screen behind him when he was entering and it said on it 45 is a puppet and also had a two-headed eagle which was in reference to the russian uh, insignia the left claw was um holding golf clubs instead of the original 13 arrows and then the right claw was holding cash instead of the olive branch representing peace i guess um yeah, I mean, look, I love Turning Point. I'm not going to say a bad thing about them because, you know, I honestly can't because this, this summit was amazing. My field rep was there, and it was totally awesome. And disclaimer, yes, I do technically work for them as a campus coordinator, and I'm, yes, a president of their chapter. But I heard it was a great time. It seemed like a totally successful event except for this little thing. It was some disgruntled aide, and they've been fired. They were disgruntled because I saw the article and it said that they inadvertently put it there. But I don't know if you know something. Oh, come on. I did. That's a lie. There's not. Uh, there's nothing inadvertent about that fucking seal. I like, know. You, it was someone totally photoshopped. Knew. Someone to fucking knew. Like, yeah. The only question I have is like, how did I get past the snuff test? Like, how did they not notice that? Is it something that only a few people saw? Like, I'm just curious. You've set up events for, like, Trump people before. Like, how many, like, did they really spend time to go and review their own, like, shit? I mean, they should have. I, I think they really know. should. Like, well, I mean, I could see where, I could, I could see where somebody was setting it up on stage or whatever. And they were just, they, they had everything planned out before. And then somebody might have swapped the, the, the seals. Yeah. And then nobody really thought anything of it. Nobody else thought really anything of it as they were setting it all up or whatever i could see that getting lost in translation with everybody else yeah but like but i mean they should like really like if you you should have somebody that looks at the fucking stage before this thing happens and then goes oh that probably shouldn't be on there and then you know yeah exactly um it's, I don't know, it just seems like, you know, I, I they should have had someone who did that, but, like, you know, probably just a bunch of teens in charge, and they're like, oh, this looks right. This kind of looks like, they probably don't, they probably didn't really, like, it's probably one of those things where you look at it, and you don't really see much, and then, like, you actually have to look a little bit well, deeper. That's the thing. Like that. That's what was on their part slightly clever, is it was subtle, because when I saw the image of it behind him, I didn't notice it. And so I think, honestly, that's what could have happened. Is like, it probably just snuck, you know, seeped through the cracks. People just didn't notice it because it's so subtle. Like, even forget the eagles holding arrows and an olive branch, to be honest. Um, so it probably just snuck through. And, you know, it's a shame it happened, especially during such a successful um, summit. 
I mean, I could ask my field rep for some maybe insider info. He can give me the real red pill on what happened there. But it's it's unfortunate, but I don't think it's a big deal. So, you know, it's one of those things where people go like, oh, oh my God, look at this. Look how bad they are and how dumb they are. But it's like, this isn't a big deal. I mean, it, yeah, I don't like it, but like, you know, the the big deal is that Trump spoke at a turning point conference. That's amazing. That's the accomplishment. We have him, you know, speaking to all these teenagers who are excited. They were camping out in line uh, to get in there because it's a limited seeing. They had them camping out there just to see this guy. That's the real story there. I know I put my PR hat there for a second, but honestly, it, it really is the big takeaway. Like, it just objectively is. Um, and it's uh, it was a big win for the movement at conference. Those are, those are great. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's, that is, that's, that, that's pretty big, you know, when you have the, you know, and I mean, I mean, Turning Point has done a lot of good stuff, you know, over the years. And uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, yeah, maybe that, maybe that thing was a practical joke or maybe it happened or maybe there was a disgruntled person, whatever. Um, I, I don't, I mean, obviously Twitter is going to make a big deal out of it because it's like liberal owned, operated and exactly. flooded, you yeah. know, but I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if anybody's like thirty days from now. Is anybody going to really care? No. Exactly. That's what they're going to remember. They're going to remember Donald Trump spoke at this event. Exactly. Like, so yeah, yeah, and that's the big victory from all of it is that he spoke there and he had a great speech. Um, the other thing too is like people forget is like, do you see the CRs doing this anywhere? Do you see Yao doing this? Do you see Yaf doing any of this? No. Only Turning Point has hosted Trump, has hosted the president. Only Turning Point has been this successful, has had these massive conferences, the largest conservative gatherings in the country. And I'm not just saying this to toot my own horn or toot this organization's horn, but it just is objectively true. And when you see people trash this organization, I'm just like, look, just look at the facts. The facts are showing that they're doing better than anyone else. And we need to recognize what they're doing right and make it even better. Keep pushing forward and do greater things instead of trashing each other and like, you know, infighting and all that. And I, I hate when people do that. Like, they, they, like, there's people on the right who attack right way more than they attack left. And it's like, are exactly. they even really on just the right? Like, people like Ben Shapiro come to mind when I think of this. Exactly. That's the first face that comes to my mind when I'm talking about this. Because yeah, you, you both mean, have been involved with these organizations. What do you think of them? Organizations. You know, all the, these college uh, ones on the right. I don't know. Like, the only one, like, when we had the Students for Trump and before it became, like, you know, what it is today, mm. I think it was pretty good. But, like, I don't know. It's kind of, it kind of went downhill. But I, I really liked that when it was its thing. Because, like, they were unapologetically pro-Trump, but now yeah. it's, like, you know, what are they doing? Yeah, and, I mean, we've talked about this before. I think we should actually do a separate video on this sort of stuff. But the CRs just do nothing except party. They don't even do that anymore sometimes. Um, but it's all just for, you know, elitists to get something on their resume and to meet fancy elitists at parties and get a job. Talked about, you know, it's rich people getting jobs. Turning point, it's a more grassroots, natural thing of people that are really passionate and want to care about this stuff. Yeah, like what what clubs do we really even have out there? So you know, you get your turning points, and they're they're good. They're a good club. I I, I enjoy them. You know, from what I've seen of them, I like the Leadership Institute. That's they're fantastic. Really, yeah, I can't believe I forgot about them. Not, I don't know if I'd really call them a club though, yeah. but they're more just like an organization that host events and i think they're probably one of the better ones that they do their job pretty well yes they do and then you get uh other things out there like you know you get your yowls and they and your yaps and they seem just kind of like the same they, they both seem like the same sort of like 
libertarian shit mm-hmm. that everyone else was like honestly they could probably combine forces and like because i think they used to be the same club and then they split because there's like some really like anarcho people involved oh, like really? really bad yeah i think it was like during the like 60s they split off like they got some like ancaps and stuff and they wanted to form their own club and it just became this like stupid spiral down to the lowest common denominator not lowest common like the most radical sort of group it's like, a oh, well, spiral I'm, yeah i'm more i'm more libertarian than you well shucks you know roads oh fuck roads too but you know we're more we're more right wing than that we don't need roads where we're going we we need uh, to go and just destroy every sort of thing and i mean you know i i agree with a lot of that stuff but like it's you not know, practical there, there's a certain thing when you, and they became like complete cuckold organizations at this point. And that's what happened to college Republicans at Penn State. Like they used to be like pretty base, but then they got like a little bit carried away when they had the like KKK party. <laughs> and that kind of led like, you know, it did the pendulum swing. And now it's the exact opposite of whatever stuff it used to be. Like they're afraid to do anything remotely like controversial know, or edgy. Like, I'm surprised they don't just go and say they're libertarian, like their organization's libertarian, they're not actually Republican, because that's the easy way out in college. It's like, oh, well, I'm actually libertarian. I know, I hate you that. Know? I'm not Republican or, or Democrat. You know, I just, I don't like taxes. I like to do my own thing. You know, you can go and get married to, you know, what I, like a statue of uh, Shrek. That's, that's cool. <laughs> married to two statues of Shrek. That, that's even better. And then you can have your guns too, but uh, you know we we actually kind of don't like that over at college Republicans. We had the ex-presidents tweet about that. But, oh, really? Uh, Whoa! Did we? Yeah, he, he he said some. He had some pretty. Uh, he was happy about he 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 was happy about like magazine bands or something. Ah. Uh, that guy was, well, to be fair, you know, on his case, he's not. He wasn't actually a Republican. He was actually a Democrat. <laughs> yeah, but, but he was still like, someone actually does work. He was like someone. He was still actually, the head of the college Republicans, though, not so, the college Democrats. College Republicans, you know, it, it's it's gone so downhill. It's like every year something. It gets worse almost every year. Yeah. It might be better this year, this upcoming year, because the new president's a nice guy, great guy. I've talked to him a lot before. I'm optimistic, but I don't know. You know, it's... Uh, they at least endorse Trump now? He, he said they would support him in 2020. We shall see. But that is what he has said. I don't know, like, you know, we need to go and get, like, a bunch of people to get money and just, like, donate to an alternative, like, actual conservative organization. Mm. Like, the problem with Turning Point is, like, they literally cannot endorse Trump or else they'll risk losing their uh, status. Well, they started the Students for Trump now. I don't know if you saw that, but they started their own separate entity, like, almost like a spinoff that is Students for Trump, so... I I actually like that back when... You know, before they got hijacked by uh, some people who didn't do work. Mm. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, it's a smart idea. You know, I wonder if they'd be allowed at Penn State now. You know, Ooh, with that that's... name. Because I know that we had a big controversy over the naming. Yeah, I know. For Hillary, students for Bernie, but, you know, students for Trump, that was a bridge too. Let me guess, Trump didn't have a problem with it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's so silly. And then they try to get uh, the club for the We Are part because it was called We Are for Trump at the time. And they said, well, We Are is trademark. It's like, are you kidding mm-hmm. me? I need, like, that's bullshit. That is, like, how can you, how can you trademark a phrase, We Are? Like, that is literally. In every talking, sentence. Like, yeah, now if someone needs to go and like get an actual decent lawyer, like crowdfund that shit and just like sue Penn State. <laughs> like, you know, you lost your right to We Are after fucking We Are fucking the shower. You know, fucking. <laughs> or We you Are. Can't these, like lawyer games. Like that, that's just sick. Like, yeah. No, we can't have We Are because we, we really, like, if it was We Are Bernie Sanders or We Are Socialists, they'd probably love that. They'd be like, oh, come over here. Here's a nitty line. Go and. 
you know, go and put a communist flag around him. Mm. But if it's Trump's like, ugh, it's a conservative. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, I think it's going to open up in a, this school year uh, to start those students for Trump chapters. Maybe if I have the time. Could see what happens with that, you know. Get something going, you know, in time for the next election. Just before you're gonna have so much shit on your plate, man. I yeah, know, you have a I whole way too much. Whole world yeah. in your hands. It's just like a box. Well, somebody's got to do it. Yeah. We've we need to we need we you need to focus on uh, going taking taking what you have to new heights. That's true. Yeah. And then we can, well, that's yeah. gonna be the primary focus. This could be like a backup yeah. little thing or a little yeah. side project. I know that your major is easy, but it is not. Know, <laughs> yes, dude, yes, your major is easy. Oh. You had problems in is in like the fucking ISC two tenure major. <laughs> hey, everybody be- in in that class is having trouble. I'm telling you, everybody yeah. in my group has trouble with it. People my major had trouble, but they just didn't pay attention. They were busy like getting their ass tore, but like, you know, fucked on the weekends or fucking someone's ass or, you know, drinking beer. And, you know, you only do one of those things, but. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more real news.